So in this time of year, we think a lot about gifts, and some of you are probably looking at your watch right now wondering how much longer I'm going to go because you need to go by Target. Um, not long. See, they're still sitting here. They're not going anywhere. Um, but I also looked it up for you. Target's open until 11, so if you've really procrastinated, they're a real gift to you, and it's just around the corner. Um, but one of my love languages is gifts. I love kind of finding the right thing for people all year long. I've got a note in my Evernote labeled Christmas insert year here. It's got a list of all the people, little check boxes. And as I find stuff throughout the year, I mark it. I keep an Amazon wish list, you know, all that good stuff. Because I just want to find it. I want to be able to make sure that it's paired up. We compare our notes with my wife and stuff like that through the year. And, and though I do also enjoy uh, getting gifts, I'm not really the best at receiving them. And I have uh, been confronted with this throughout life. And I, uh, I don't know if it's just part of wanting to say no right off the bat, like when somebody offers you a sweet tea, you're like, oh, no, no, no. And, and, but you really want the sweet tea, but you're just being polite. So I don't know if that's like my grandma's southernness that has been instilled in me, or if that's not wanting to owe people things. I don't know, but it's just one of those things I've noticed about myself. And as I was thinking about gifts and the receiving of them and what that means, uh, I was really hit with it over these last couple of weeks uh, some of you know my car is on its last legs and I hate shopping for cars and it's just a hassle in the midst of everything else going on. In fact, I was sitting with a connect group a couple months ago telling them about it and asking for prayer in it. And I said, I just thought I would drive this thing until it uh, you know, fell apart. And they looked at me and they go, I think it has. You know? and I'm like, okay, well, I, I missed that memo. I thought I'd go a little bit longer. Um, and so as my parents called and they said, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, oh, not really anything this year, but there's a couple of things for Rachel and the kids we're looking at. And they said, well, have you found a car yet? And I said, well, no. I said, well, we'd, lo- we'd love to help you. And my first gut is just like, oh, no, 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 please. You don't have to do that. And like, no, we really want to. That would be a really great way for us to be able to help you. We know you, like, things are really busy right now, and we don't want our, our grandkids riding in a death trap. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they mean by that. Um, but... Um, and so they did, and, and over the weeks, they've just offered other ways of helping, and they've just been, have been so kind to of this. But every time my mom has called and offered this, I, my, I, my immediately, she'll t- send me a text from, my first thing is no. I, I start typing no, that's, and I've had to stop and kind of put it down and think through what I'm doing, because that's just my gut. Like, my, I don't want to take, I don't want to receive uh, from them. And it's something I, I was hit with several years ago. One of my um, favorite writers is Henry Nowen. He's an incredible a uh, follower of Jesus who's written a lot of great stuff, and he writes this about gifts that really challenged, challenged me. He said, giving is very important. Giving insight, giving hope, giving courage, giving advice, giving support, giving money, and most of all, giving ourselves. Without giving, there is no brotherhood and sisterhood, but receiving is just as important because by receiving, we reveal to the givers that they have gifts to offer. When we say, thank you, you give me hope, Thank you, you give me a reason to live. Thank you, you allowed me to realize my dream. We make givers aware of their unique and precious gifts. Sometimes it is only in the eyes of the receivers that givers discover their gifts. Uh, Jesus is a gift from God. Um, And that first part of Isaiah says, to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Inherent in that is given is this idea of a gift given by the Father. Since day one, God had set apart his people to be a display group of love to the world. He set up Adam and Eve in perfect relation with him, with everything they needed, and just as quickly sin entered the world, the idea that we could do it on our own, the idea that God didn't love us, the idea that we didn't need him anymore. And the rest of the Bible is a story of God continuing to come back to his people and us walking away, thinking we can do it on our own. And over and over and over again, God shows up, and it's the same consistent God of love who comes to his people in many different ways to invite them back into relationship. And over and over again, we stray. And so once and for all, God sent a gift, a way back to him that would never fail, a perfect gift to make up for our imperfection, ultimately to set us apart, to, be, to display himself to the world through the church, through us.
Now and continues on the, about this, about gifts. He says, a gift only becomes a gift when it is received. And nothing we have to give, wealth, talents, competence, or just beauty, will ever be recognized as true gifts until someone opens his hands or hearts to accept them. When we accept a gift, we admit others into our world and are ready to give them a place in our lives. If we give gifts to our friends, we expect them to give a place in their home. Ultimately, gifts become gifts only when they are accepted. When gifts are accepted, they acquire a place in the life of the receiver. A gift given but not received is just a box with pretty paper on it or a bag if you didn't have time to wrap anything. Um, and so this is not a mistake that I brought this, but anybody uh, like this gift? Don't rush over each other, but if anybody wants to come, come take this. Come on, just come on. I, I appreciate your, your bravery. It doesn't bite, nor do you have to take care of it, John. Well, now you have to open it. You just, just show them what's in there. I mean, it could be nothing, but it's something. It's going to be kind of funny considering what your mom does. Oh, look, it's a, it's a stainless steel mug with a picture of me on it. That's <laughs> some consider to be the gift that keeps on giving. Um, so Merry Christmas. So good to see you. Thanks for, that's yours. You get to take that home with you. You can take the picture off if you want to, but I don't think you want to do that. Receiving the gift, being brave enough to come forward and get it, changes that bag with some paper into it into a gift. It changes the object from just something that's there to something that's received, a place in their lives. The show of love and concern from one person to another as a gift is given and received. An invitation to relationships on both sides. The giver inviting relationship through the gift and the receiver accepting them. It allows the giver to be fully who they are and the receiver to be changed by the gift. It allows my parents as they offer to want to help me and love me and to care for me to be who they are, generous parents who love their son and me to be humble enough to go, okay, yes, uh, I want you to be my parents and to invite you into that relationship with me. It's not easy always, but it's incredible what happens when you let people be the givers that they want to be and to be the receivers that we're meant to be. Jesus, again, is that gift from God. He's a gift of life. In John 10, 10, it says, I have come that they may have life and life to the full. God came to give us life that is full and rich and meaningful and joyous and every bit of it. It's not a boring, restrained life. It's a life to the full. And he paints that picture. Jesus reveals the full heart of God as he comes into the world, as he comes into the situation that we're in, as he comes into the mess of our lives, he reveals his truest self. A mighty God who humbled himself to the point of death to be in right relationship with us. A God who came to heal the sick. A God who came to know us a God who wants to be a perfect father, a God who wants to be at peace with us, a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Christmas is the gift offered to the whole world. The door is thrown wide open, his arms spread wide with love and an invitation to all, and it all started on this day 2,000 years ago. So the question I leave you with as we move towards Christmas, as we get into these final hours and as we move towards Christmas morning, is have you received that gift? If not, it's as easy as when the person came up and took the bag this morning, this afternoon. Um, it's just taking a step towards God. He'll take care of the rest. He'll meet you right there. It's taking all you know of yourself and giving it towards all you know of Jesus and letting God do the work in the midst of that. Romans 10, 9 says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's spend some time together and worshiping our God who delights in offering us the gift of life. Let's pray. God, you are the giver of life. You are the greatest gift giver, the one who came 
to be with us, the Emmanuel, the God with us, the God who made a way back home so that we could be in a relationship with you, Lord. And we are so grateful for that. God, help us to not miss it. God, give us the space this evening to remember who you are. And Lord, if we've never received that gift, take some time to consider that. And for those of us who have, uh, to consider where we are with that gift. Um, how do we get to that place where we can remember uh, the life that you offer us? And then what do we do with that for those that are around us, Lord? We offer this to you this evening as we continue to worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, as we continue our service, we're about to light candles together. Uh, we'll start with one light from the Christ candle. And this light will then be passed throughout the rest of the room. I'll just call that the Christ candle. Um, for the kids in the room, I just have you pay a little extra close attention so you can remind your parents. Uh, the lighted candle will always point towards heaven and then the unlit will be dipped towards that. So if your parents forget kids, just kind of remind them as they go along. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'll take the candle down and the ushers will come forward. Um, this candle that starts from the front will then be passed to them and they'll come down the aisles. Uh, you'll, they'll light your unlit candle and then you'll pass it around. And together we'll see what one light passed around the room looks to, to each other and how that light that continues to break in even in this very day and age is the light from God himself. So continue with us as we join together in worship this evening. <laughs> 